to kind of transition, one of the things we did yesterday was kind of go into a crisis mode. Um, we found out. You're listening to Take Off to Travel, a weekly dive into the travels of your hosts, Colin and Olivia. We're going on a world trip for 13 months with just $25,000 each. Each week, you'll hear our tales, tips, and tricks as we explore the world. Hello, and welcome to the sixth episode of Take Off to Travel. I'm your host, Olivia. And I'm Colin. And today, once again, we have lots of stuff to talk about. It's our last full day here in Thailand before we leave, and so we figured that we would give you a recap of what we've done in the last two weeks, and then also, since we've now been here a month, give you an overview of what some do's and don'ts for Chiang Mai, Thailand. So one of the things that I had booked well in advance of coming to Thailand was a trip to an elephant sanctuary, because I have always wanted to actually like meet an elephant up close, and I did quite a lot of research into finding a sanctuary that would actually care for their elephants and didn't engage in any of the like bad practices. For instance, I know it's really bad if you ride an elephant and if you do anything that like really gets to in their personal space that they really don't like. And so it was really important to me to find one. And so we ended up choosing a place called Happy Elephant Home, which was not that expensive for a full day experience. And so I booked that back in maybe November. And then when the day came, they picked us up and drove us to their, I don't know what to call it, their land, I guess. And that was where we actually got to meet the elephants. And it was one of the coolest experiences I've ever had in my whole life. Honestly, it was absolutely mind-blowing because we got to meet three elephants. They were super adorable and they had very distinct personalities. There was one who would eat anything you gave her, one who was a princess and would only eat the yellow bananas, and then one who was blind in one eye and you had to like approach her very carefully. What was your overall impression of the elephant sanctuary? The elephant's really cool. I did not expect their skin to be so leathery, I would say. Like, obviously looking at them, it makes sense. But not to that extent. Genuinely, and you're going to roll your eyes so much when you hear this, my favorite part of the elephant sanctuary was watching the little French kid run around the elephants. (laughs) Really? Why? Oh, he was adorable, little Charlie. Yeah, but there were elephants. Yeah, they were great. I had a lot of fun. I started an international water fight. So we were able to get into the river with the elephants and they gave us buckets of water and we were supposed to throw the water on the elephants. Well, if any of you guys know me, I was handed an empty bucket and flowing water. I filled my bucket up and immediately threw water at Olivia. Now, all the other people saw me do this, and they immediately start throwing water at everyone else. And the elephant is just sat in the water, looking around like, why am I not being bathed in this river uh, while everyone else is throwing water everywhere? The thing that I thought was funniest was that, as he mentioned, there was a family with two young kids. And I think the older kid understood what they were doing but the younger one that Colin was talking about was a little young to be really understanding that they were meeting elephants and so while all of us were in the water with the elephant the little kid was very excited about the fact that he could make sand castles on the beach and so he's like daddy daddy let's make sand castles and his dad's like hon what about the elephant right over there and the kid's like no 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 sand castles but the elephants were really sweet. They were really gentle. 
I got some amazing pictures with them. And it was overall, I would say, a really amazing day. I would highly recommend it. Yeah, so just a quick breakdown of everything we did with the elephants. Uh, we started by feeding them bananas, which I had no idea that elephants were such fans of bananas. But these guys were like all out for the bananas. They were going for them in our bags, out of our hands, trying to steal them from each other. They were really into the bananas. So we did that. And then we walked with them to the river where he said we bathed them. And then... We walked back, we had a quick lunch, and then we did a mud spa with them, which personally I did not love because we stepped into wet mud that went all the way up to like our knees basically, but we like covered the elephants with mud, which they loved, and then we drove back. Yeah, it was a really great time. Um, I'm obviously joking about my favorite part being the little kid, but he was adorable, and I think he, everyone adopted him on the trip while we were there. Then I will also say we should talk about what we did for Christmas because this was the first time either of us had experienced a Christmas in a non-primarily Christian nation, I would say. Like, there are some Christmas trees here that they put up, but, and they technically, I guess they do play Christmas music, but that's about where the Christmas spirit ends. So then, what did we do for Christmas? I think we should start Christmas Eve. So, Christmas Eve comes, and... I think it hit Olivia a little harder than it hit me, but really our first Christmas without either of our families, um, it was a little tough. We tried to make some cookies on a stove, which if you have an oven, never make them on a stove. We didn't have an oven and it didn't go too well, but they were, they tasted good. They just weren't cookie shaped. They were more of a crumble than a cookie. And then we watched Love Actually. We watched a Christmas movie and then to try to cheer Olivia up and just kind of get out of the house a little bit we went to a bar right down the street where we got bottle service for $18 and in the U.S. that would probably cost a thousand six hundred I don't know I don't I don't buy bottle service but so we get a bottle of rum we get some mixers they they come they they pour our drinks for us every time the drink is empty there's a live band we're listening to I like to describe them as a dad band. It was a bunch of dad-aged men singing songs from the Beatles, Aerosmith, lots of lots of hits. And something that shocked me at the bar, and I've talked about this a bunch in Thailand, blew my mind. We didn't finish our bottle of alcohol, so we were able to just pick it up off the table and walk home with the bottle. Uh, for those of you not in the U.S., this is... This surprised me because we're not able to do that at home. You you cannot have open containers in public, period. End of story um, in most places in the U.S. So I found it very humorous that we walked out of the bar. I'm just holding a half-drink bottle of rum. We walked to McDonald's to get some french fries because we were craving some french fries and then walked home. Yeah, it was definitely a unique experience. I can't say I've ever walked back. Well, I guess you walked back holding the handle. <laughs> and then the next day on actual Christmas morning, we went to a Western style restaurant to get some breakfast. And I got to say, it was amazing. So if you're ever in Chiang Mai and you want to get a giant Western breakfast, it was called Food for Thought. And I would highly recommend it. We got invited to a dinner with a bunch of digital nomads. And part of 
the idea that, of the event was that everyone would bring a Christmas dish from their home country. And we really wanted to bring queso, like chips and queso. And then we were walking around the grocery store and we just couldn't find half of the ingredients. So we said, okay, we'll do pigs in a blanket. Again, same problem, couldn't find half of the ingredients. And so we ended up picking up the ingredients to make Rice Krispie treats, which aren't really something that I consider to be a Christmas food, but it is definitely American. And they were quite a hit at the potluck. There was the French salad, there was the ham, there was a different salad, there was chocolate cake, there was... I don't remember what else, but it was quite a variety of foods. And it was just kind of cool to see what people brought that represented their home Christmas. So what was your favorite? I loved the black bean bao buns. They were so good. I love bao and I'm a sucker for black beans, so it was a win-win. So then what was the next thing we did after that? Two days after Christmas, we we go on a on a trip to pie. Now, everybody has told us that one day is not enough in pie. You will get stuck. You will spend days and days and days there. What What was your experience with pie? Well, I, I was kind of honestly nervous that people were overhyping it because Definitely. they were talking so highly about it. And I guess maybe it was because I got burned a little bit in Chiang Rai, but I went in with kind of low expectations. But when we arrived in Pai after our three-hour very windy bus ride, I was very pleasantly surprised. I will say it was a very, very cute town, very walkable. It was way out in the rice fields. It was much more of what I had been expecting out of Chiang Rai, but except it was in a totally different city. What would you think? Yeah, I think being dropped off on the walking street was a very good introduction to the city. Um, it allowed us to explore a little bit while walking to our hostel, which was 15 minutes, 20 minute walk away from the bus station. But walking past all of these great smelling foods, all of these restaurants, all of these bars, I could definitely understand why people enjoy pie so much so we get to the hostel we're able to check in a little bit early and we hear about this pool that it's like an olympic size pool um, with like lots of chairs there's drinks food music just kind of like a chill hangout spot we were tired from the traveling and the the couple days before we'd kind of just go 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 the past couple days so we decided just to hang out i started off there by myself olivia wanted to go get a swimsuit and just kind of explore the city a little bit more so she walked there and we met a guy from holland there michelle and a girl from canada like the french canadian side her name was chloe and just interacting with them we we taught them both uno we were able to play uno and drink and just spend the day relaxing which was very nice it was very peaceful and it's the part of town that our hostel and the pool were in was a little bit out of that main walking street and so literally across the street from the pool was a rice field that was absolutely stunning with some some very traditional thai architecture and it was just so peaceful so quiet lots of birds it was really nice 
And then for dinner that night, we went to the main Pai Walking Street, which was a little bit like some of the markets that we've been to here in Chiang Mai, but I will say it was a little bit smaller. And I actually really enjoyed that it was smaller because we got to really look at everything and eat a little bit of this, eat a little bit of that, and just kind of stroll around the area. Yeah, every walking street we've been to has had its own character. Um, I really liked this one. Something unique that they did was they had little individual serving size cups of like the noodle dishes that you'll that you'll see like pad thai rice noodles like any any of that stuff they just had little individual cups that you could buy for a cheaper price and, and it was like a great way to taste a lot of things while we were there yeah and we ran into more people that we heard all about london from and then we just kind of meandered around for a bit and then headed back to our hostel which was also a very nice hostel it was uh, separate bungalows and it was really nice it was actually you actually had privacy in like your own bathroom and stuff which is like unheard of for hostels and then the next morning we were hoping to go on a tour of a cave but when we came out in the morning to catch our bus they told us that they hadn't confirmed and that we were probably not going on that tour so what did we do instead so we end up Hiring a private driver for the day for 1200 baht, which is like $30. Um, $30, we get to go to so many different places. Um, I, I'm having trouble thinking of them at the top of my head, but I know we went to this um, like traditional Chinese village. We went to the canyon. We went to like the lookout point, um, which was very pretty. We, we, we walked over a bamboo bridge over some rice fields that led up to a temple. We climbed stairs to go see the white Buddha. Yes, we went to go see a very large white Buddha. There were so many stairs. It was just really cool because we got to do it at our own pace since we had a driver. And that's not something that I have ever done before because usually I think it's very expensive. But because the fact that we were able to do it for like 30 bucks was absolutely crazy. I think it was more expensive than what we would have paid for, like, the long day tour that they offered. But the timing of it didn't work out to where we would make our bus. So we, we kind of had to uh, pay a little bit more for the private driver. So then we drove back to Chiang Mai. And then the last few days, we've just kind of been wrapping up some things, doing some laundry, packing, because we leave for Vietnam tomorrow, which is absolutely crazy. I can't believe it's been a month. So to kind of transition, one of the things we did yesterday was kind of go into a crisis mode. We found out through some friends, Lucia and Clemen, uh, they live in Slovenia. But they messaged us because they knew we were going to Croatia. And Croatia, starting in two days now, on January 1st, is going to be part of the Schengen Zone. We had planned on Croatia not being in the Schengen Zone. We knew it was joining the Schengen Zone. Everything that we read said that it was joining in 2024, not 2023. That date got moved up and has kind of had to... It's kind of forced us to make some changes to our trip. So, what we've done is take out some, some countries, move around some countries, and in general, 
save some money in some places we we wouldn't have necessarily done so much so that we're actually able to add another month of travel which is awesome we're very excited for it but we did have to take out some countries that you know originally made the list so we are no longer going to ireland and we are no longer going to japan um, two countries that were relatively expensive on our budget but because of the Schengen zone stuff we had to add in some countries that were not in the Schengen zone so we took out one that was not in the Schengen zone being Ireland and added in two being Albania and Montenegro and then we took out Tokyo because that was another huge expense and we were able to add the Philippines after um Bali to end our trip so we're going a whole extra month we're getting to spend a, a whole extra month in Southeast Asia which we're very excited about we have very much enjoyed Thailand hopefully it'll be a similar experience do you feel like I captured that well yeah I think you did I don't really feel like I need to add anything honestly okay. it was definitely a bit of a shock to hear that Croatia was moving earlier than we ante had anticipated but honestly I would not be surprised if something at some point happens like this again. 100%. And we just have to kind of fly by the seat of our pants. Yeah, this what we knew that this plan wouldn't stick. We did not anticipate it not sticking so quickly. But we are very open to change and I think I think this is a good change. I'm very excited we were able to add some countries that we were excited about and Ireland's awesome, but I think it was at the bottom priority of our list starting off and it was very expensive so we are sad we're not going to ireland but we are very excited about the two countries we were able to add because of it so uh, for those of you following at home our itinerary now sits at thailand being our first country we're about to leave uh, and then vietnam in january australia february italy in march Spain in April, France in May, England in June, Albania in July, Montenegro in August, Croatia September, Germany in October, Greece in November, Indonesia in December, and the Philippines in January. And then returning home. Yeah, I'm excited about the new the new route we're taking. Like I said, I Kind of anticipated it'll probably change again at some point, but right now I feel good about the way that we're landing. Yeah, so taking the two months out, adding the three months, we are officially over our originally planned budget, but it's only by $100, and we, um, are, we'll talk about it in a minute, but we have actually saved more than $100 than what we budgeted in Thailand. Not for without trying to spend money here. I think we... we we lived large. We lived large, and we created some bad habits here. <laughs> uh, and I think Europe's going to be a rude awakening once those prices raise a little bit. But yeah, we are we are $100 over planned budget. But like I said, we'll talk about how we're doing budget-wise later. I'm not too worried about it at all. Definitely. So then for our next section, we wanted to kind of give you some of the lessons that we have learned from our time here in Chiang Mai, some do's and don'ts. Uh, we have learned quite a lot in the 30 days that we've been here because it is definitely a different culture and there was a lot of things that we had to kind of adapt to. 
So I'll say the first do is definitely take song towels and haggle with them. So just to remind you, a song towel is sort of like Uber pool. It's a shared red truck that will take a bunch of people to their destinations and they're usually pretty cheap. But sometimes the drivers want to get a little extra cash. And so when you want to go somewhere, you can try to haggle with them. 30 baht is about the lowest that they will go per person. But sometimes we had drivers who tried to tell us that it was going to be 100 per person. And then we were like, no, we'll do 60. And then they would like kind of go back and forth. And we ended up saving some money that way. Uh, the first don't, our first don't is don't bother with the Sunday walking street uh, unless you like a lot of people. We very much enjoyed the Saturday walking street better. The Sunday one is the famous one. It's the one everyone tells you to go to. It is huge in terms of size, but that also means it's huge in terms of people. I didn't feel like I could move freely in the crowd the entire time we were there. So we we very much recommend doing the Saturday one or really any other market on any other night. You're you're going to get the same experience without the the absolute ginormous size of people. Yes. Another do, I will say, is definitely do go to an elephant sanctuary and take the time for a cooking class. Those were two of the highlights for me on this trip that I think looking back on Thailand will be things that just stand out in my memories forever. Um, another don't is we recommend don't bother going to Chiang Rai. Uh, it is an experience that we were eh about. Um, there were some good times. There were some bad times. As If you listen to the last episode, we, we, we had some struggles that were not Chiang Rai's fault. Um, but it definitely played into our experience in Chiang Rai. Um, the temples were cool. Um, but as far as stuff to do in the city, there really wasn't a lot. So, uh, if you're going to go on a day trip or a couple days to a city outside of Chiang Mai while you're in Chiang Mai, do Pai, not Chiang Rai. Totally agree. Another do is do go outside of the old city. Um, that's where I would say is the more touristy area. That's where all the temples are, and there's a bunch of, like... I don't know, walking streets and stuff, but there's so much more to Chiang Mai than just in the old city. The area that we're staying, the Nimin district, is really cool, and I would highly recommend that if you come to Chiang Mai, you should see both. Um, the next don't is advice that we got before we went to Chiang Mai, and it's something that we stuck to, and I think our stomachs thanked us for it. Um, do not eat room temperature food that should be hot. There are many stalls in, in at markets, walking streets, that just have sticks of meat sitting there um, that, are, that are already cooked, that are just, for lack of a better word, festering. There are plenty of stalls with raw meat there that you point at and they cook right in front of you. Go to those. <laughs> do not do the ones with the food just sitting there. I know that's common sense, and it, but it was really great advice that we got and we stuck to. Thanks, Nurse Doe. <laughs> Another major do is eat at the restaurants that have plastic chairs and these like super not fancy looking tables because that is where you're going to find the best food. Some of the times that we have been just walking around and we found a little hole in the wall, and I'm not 
I'm not exaggerating when I say it's literally a plastic little squatty chair and a plastic little squatty table. But the food at those places, because they don't spend the budget on like getting these fancy tables, they spend the time on actually cooking the really great food. And it's usually a very small restaurant. There's like one or two people working there. It's often just so much better than a lot of the fancier places. Don't forget to pack extra pair of clothes for any day trips. You never know if the bus will be make it or be sold out. So this is something that happened to us in Chiang Rai. We did not book a returning ticket until um, the day we were trying to leave. Well, it turns out all the seats were sold out and we didn't have any extra clothes. We were stuck there for a whole extra day. We had to kind of scramble to, to figure out outfits. So you might not need it, but definitely pack an extra pair of clothes. That was a lesson we had to learn. Another do is bring your own toilet paper and little change or coins with you when you need to go to the bathroom because a lot of times, A, you have to pay to go into like a public restroom and even when you pay, they still don't have anything as far as toilet paper goes. I've even had some that you literally had to squat over an open hole in the ground and I would highly recommend that you at least come prepared for those so that you're not caught surprised like I was the first time. If you were going out to breakfast... Do not even try to go before, before, at the maximum, the earliest time, 8 o'clock. Most places don't open till 9 or 10. There are a few that open at 8, but the city does not start until about 10 or 11. Yeah, same thing with coffee shops, too. Next do is wear shoes that you can easily take off and put on when you go to a temple and also make sure that you cover your shoulders and your knees if you're a girl. Apparently it doesn't matter at all if you were like a tank top and shorts if you're a boy, but if you're a girl and you show even one speck of knee, they will make you pay to put on like a skirt. So I would highly recommend if you're planning to do like a walking tour and you're going to go to a lot of temples, since you take your shoes off outside of all of them, just make sure that you have shoes that you can easily put on. I unfortunately don't really have that option because all of my shoes are like lace-up sneakers and I can't really slide them on, but that's something that just got to be a little annoying if you were going to like four or five temples in a row. Um, our next don't is something we figured out the hard way. If you go to a movie in Chiang Mai, do not expect the movie to start or the doors to be open or to even be let into the movie until the time posted on the ticket. It is the time that they start letting people in. It is the time that they start running the little commercials before the movie um, and the previews. Kind of like a seamless transition there. There's not a lot of... Um, whatever but do not expect a movie to start at the showtime printed on your ticket period yeah it's just really confusing because it literally calls it showtime but it is not the showtime another do is do go to a ladyboy show that was one of the fun things that we did while we're here I honestly didn't even know that that was a thing here in Thailand until we came and everyone was recommending that we go. But let me just tell you, those ladyboys were fabulous. It was a great show. They walk better in high heels than I have ever in my whole life. And it was just a really fun experience. Just very lighthearted. They have a good time. The audience has a good time. I would highly recommend it. I think this don't is more for you to talk about, but I can talk about it. Um, don't expect cheese to be cheese slash dairy in anything. So Olivia had some experiences where she ordered a bagel and cream cheese, and the cream cheese just wasn't exactly what she expected cream cheese to be. Or we ordered 
cheese popcorn at the movie theater and we got paprika popcorn. It was savory, which cheese is, but like in a different way. It was it was interesting flavor. But don't expect cheese to be cheese when you order cheese. How many times can I say cheese, cheese, cheese? <laughs> and then I'll say the last do is definitely do learn some basic Thai phrases. We got by perfectly fine with just a handful. We learned how to say hello, thank you, and no spice, please. And I do really feel like that at least warmed us to the people that we were trying to talk to because they at least know that we're trying and so if you walk in somewhere and you say like so they're like haha white person but at least they're trying you know so i just felt like that was really something that i appreciated knowing all right so i guess the only thing left in this episode is maybe talking about our overall rating of chiang mai what would you rate it on a scale of one to ten and would you recommend that people come and visit I would absolutely recommend people come and visit. Um, I've heard Bangkok is crazy. It's complicated. It's what you would expect from a large city. Chiang Mai was slow. It was easy to learn. It was something very easy for our first month while still getting a great experience out of a country that neither of us had been to. I would rate it very highly because it's something we've been looking forward to for so long with it being the start of the trip. And also I would rate it highly because really I I don't think it missed any expectation that I had for it. Totally agree. The food was great. The culture was great. The people was great. I honestly don't think I have any complaints. We were talking earlier that we're a little bit sad to leave because it's been something that we've been so excited for for so long. And I I agree with that wholeheartedly because I'm sad to leave, but I'm also very excited to move on to Vietnam. Speaking of Vietnam, we're flying there in two days. We've looked up a little bit about what to expect. Um, what are your expectations for Vietnam? For starters, I'm imagining it to be much better busier because we're going from a medium-sized city to a huge city yeah so we're going to 500 a city we're going from a city of around 500,000 people to a city of what 11 million at least something around 11 million people and we're going to be right in the heart of downtown and so I think it's going to be a lot faster paced and I think it's going to be much more cosmopolitan than I think Chiang Mai is because it's not that it's a rundown city by any stretch but it's definitely not like a polished city either I would say what do you think what do you imagine out of Vietnam um I think you hit the nail on the head I think that it's going to be a lot faster like we were just saying like Bangkok would would have been for us I think it has two things going for it. You have a friend from elementary school there that is that we know and who knows who's been there for a long time and knows the city. Someone who we can potentially rely on a little bit for some guidance. Um, something uh, I'm really excited for is Tet. We, we did learn that the city shuts down for a whole week during that time. And we have to prepare for that, get groceries, get um, make sure we're not doing day trips or anything during that time because transportation will be shut down grocery like grocery stores will be closed restaurants will be closed so during that week we're going to get a lot more of a authentic like hey we're living in this city like we need to get a week's worth of groceries which is a very american thing i don't know if our 
little mini fridge in our <laughs> in our condo is going to be able to handle that. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's all that we have for this episode. So thank you so much for tuning in. The next time that you hear from us, we will officially be in Vietnam. And we're very excited to tell you about some of our first impressions from our time there. So that's all for now. Thanks for listening. <laughs>